Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How do you fix it? You f- blow it up. And Teddy, the next time I see you, you and I have to sit down because if there's anybody who has ideas on how to blow it up, it's you, and you and I need to get together and talk about it. Let's get the dynamite, brother. Come on. <laughs> let's go in the shed and in the back and get some sticks of that dynamite, and let's blow the damn thing up. Welcome to Outside the Ropes, where we talk about boxing and the business of boxing. I'm George Jakovic, alongside two great men, Hall of Fame trainer and analyst, Teddy Atlas, and the champion of the world, Chris Algieri. Guys, we're going to jump right into this. Uh, We're talking about boxing and its business, and today we're talking about why the best don't fight each other. It's been a good year. We've had Bud uh, versus Spence. We've had Inouye versus Fulton. Uh, Lomachenko and and Haney hooked up. But, Teddy, these fights don't happen often enough. Why is it that the best in boxing don't fight the best? Because they're on different sides of the street. You know, and that where I mean with different promoters and where the promoters, if they can't control all the action and make all the green, they don't want to let them cross the street for the benefit of us the and the fans and the sport in general. So, you know, greed, you know, we get right to the point. I mean, we don't try to, you know, mince words and don't try to be harsh either. But the truth is the truth. And um, so it starts with that. The fights you mentioned, they all happened because the same promoter was involved. So it was easier to happen for one reason or another. Or One of the fighters became a free agent. Um, So and another reason they should learn. Boxing should learn from the UFC in a way that a loss, and I'm sure Chris will understand this and probably agree, but where a loss should not be at that sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, what it should be is a badge of courage. What it should be is that, hey, he stepped up, he lost, and he's going to get better. And he does, get, and he belongs at a certain level. And we can trust his level. We can trust what he is. We don't have to guess what he is anymore. When he gets in there and then he flops. He's been fire tested. He's ready. By fighting the fights, you know how many managers don't put their fighters in the right fights? Jerry Cooney on the way up went through the same thing. Where They don't get put in the right fights because they're afraid of losing at all. And if they had been put in the right fights, they might have had a better chance to win when they finally get to the place they were going to. The Mecca. 
you know, to to the top guys. So that's that's a big part of it. And another a way of solving it would be the same way as you get rid of lousy politicians. Vote. <laughs> and and how do you vote? You vote by not watching these fights no more if they don't give you the fights you want. You're the boss. Vote. Let the network know. Let, let the promoter know that these are the fights we want. And if you don't give them to us, you're out. I'm out. So, uh, I mean, this is a very complicated question, right, George? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, in the essence, and 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 to respect to, to brevity, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick just one one aspect of it, and it's something that Teddy touched upon. Of course, everything Teddy said is is completely spot on. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, business promotions all, keep these fights from happening. But I'm gonna blame somebody else. I'm gonna blame Floyd Mayweather and the error that was created after him. The it, it, with Floyd Mayweather's error, it created the prototypical idea for every fighter the goal for every fighter now is to one be undefeated and to make a billion dollars and i think it's unrealistic and like teddy said about the about the oh so so many promoters managers maybe even fighters themselves are so afraid to give up their oh and it's not because they were they're afraid to lose it's because they're afraid of the, how much money they're going to lose when you have that oh you have an extra dollar sign attached to your name and it allows you to garner more money more respect more ranking when you have even just one loss or even like a draw, it, it, it affects your, your bottom line. And that's a big deal. It shouldn't be that way. Just like Teddy referred to the UFC, you got guys who are champions who have 13 losses. You're never going to see that in boxing. Not anymore. You used to see it. But now we've created this era where you have to be undefeated for the public to be to be excited about a fight, for a guy to make those big money, those big dollar signs on their fights. Without the O, you can't get the shot. You can't get the money. And if you do get the shot, you're not going to get the money you deserve or probably should get. So I think we need to go back to the old school. Listen, yeah, like you said, Teddy, that guy took a chance. He took a loss. He came back better. And and there's a lot of learning that can be done in losses. It doesn't shatter a fighter. And if anything, it, it, it's an experience that they can they can grow from. Well, we also spoke to Gary Jonas, who's the the founder of ProBox, about this topic. And here's what Gary had to say. Well, Gary, talking about elite fighters in boxing, why why don't we get more of the best? fighting the best why is that well look i think it's it's backwards right anytime you don't give your customers what they ideally want your business model is backwards right it, it it's doesn't make any sense and i'll give you an example of what i mean if you look at the nba they always wanted the celtics versus the lakers and if they couldn't get that they were disappointed sometimes the lakers got upset by the rockets and they didn't make it and it was a disappointment. They wanted that result, but they had to have playoffs. It had to happen even more organically. Boxing has an advantage. It doesn't have to have playoffs. It, it's too much to have a playoff. So they could just arbitrarily say, we know the fans feel like these are the four best fighters in the world. And we just, and they're elite. And we just want to see them go at each other. Could you imagine the NBA could just say, ah, let's skip it. The Lakers and the Celtics every year, they would have loved it. So they have this opportunity to fight the best against the best as often as they like, and they don't. It's backwards, right? If you own a steak restaurant and you got some choice great cuts of steak that you bought at the market the next day and you're super excited, the chef brought them in and said, these are going to make the greatest steaks. It's Saturday night. The place is packed. The lineups are coming in. And somebody says, no, 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 don't give them the good stuff. Don't give them the good stuff. Give them the mediocre stuff. 
I mean, that's how backwards boxing tends to be. And I, 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 I there's reasons for it, but I, I'm not going to run too far ahead. What do you got, George? Well, I, I want to talk about that. Uh, it is a problem, Gary, and we've talked about this many times, but why is it a problem in this day? In this day and age especially, why is that a problem? Okay. I think the right way to ask the question is why is it a problem? Why is it a problem only in boxing? Because it's only a problem found in boxing. And once you understand that, the answer is quite obvious, actually. Go look at all the other major league sports. They are either owned and run by one owner. So all the talent belongs to the owner. And the owner has one purpose in life, to make his customers happy, to give them the absolute best product. He doesn't care who wins or loses. They all perform for him. And all he cares about is that the fans are happy. So he puts the best against the best. And that's his only interest, right? Or you go to major league leagues, right? You go to the major leagues and there's franchises. And so you got all these owners. These are big guys, right? These are billionaires. They need to be governed because if you left them to their own devices, they'll kill each other and kill the sport. But bring Pete, uh, David Stern and Pete Rosell in and make them the, the central governing commissioner to the league. And now what is what was David Stern's responsibility to the NBA? He said to the owners, sit down and be quiet. Pretend the owners are Dos Oscar De La Hoya, Al Heyman, Bob Arum, and Eddie Hearn. He said, sit down, be quiet. That's not how this is going to work. We're going to do what's best for the fans. The fans are the only thing that matters. Good business. Customers are king. The fans get what they want. Shh, you guys be quiet. We do what's best for the league. And therefore, if David Stern were running boxing, David Stern, may he rest in peace, would have made sure that Gervonta and Tank and Haney and Shakur and Tio were fighting each other. As a matter of fact, he'd probably organize that they all end up in trilogies over the next five years of their prime of their career to give the fans. And they wouldn't actually, their next five years of fights are set. They wouldn't have to fight anybody else, and the fans would get absolutely what they wanted. The sport would blow up. And so what you have, and I'll summarize it, when you take these promoters and you have no central governing body, you're going to leave it ripe for Hatfield-McCoy warring factions, and they, they, they're competing with each other. They're not doing what's right. What's worse is ESPN is part of it. Showtime's part of it. The zone is part of it. All the networks got in. When those networks are, are working for the NBA, oh, okay, TNT accepts what they get. And ESPN accepts what they get. ABC accepts what they get. But, oh, suddenly no, no central governing commissioner. Now they're all fighting with each other. Oh, well, is, is, is Garcia and Tank going to be on the zone or is it going to be on Showtime? And that creates a lot of problems and troubles making the fights. So it's really simple, folks. No central governing body or no one owner of the league. Suddenly you are ripe with conflict of interest. These promoters can't get out of their own way to do what's best for their business, which was do what's best for the fans. And that's why fights don't get made and the best don't fight the best. You know, and I, I agree with you 100%, but I don't think we're any closer to, to getting that, you know, one governing body, one, one organization in charge. So, what are we left with? Uh, that's a great solution, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Is there any other way to make these fights that fans want? Because that's what we talk about on Pro Box TV all the time. 
So if you ask me what's the solution, right? And and you know what we're doing at Probox TV is a little microcosm, right? It's not we're not there. We're just starting out and 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 it'll take time for whatever we're really trying to accomplish. So we're going to remain humble here in this conversation. But at the same time, we've done our little part where I sit there at events. There is no red corner. There's no blue corner. There's no A side. There's no B side. I don't have any skin in the game. None of the fighters are mine. I invite them from other managers and other promoters. These are the best fighters that did not make it to Showtime and ESPN. And we bring them over here and we say, hey, you're going to fight each other. But I don't even get up. I'm just, it's, it's, I have no skin in the game. I just want a great fight. And I sit there through the lens of a TV network wanting nothing but the fans to see a great fight. The closer, the better. Now, I look at the managers and they're biting their nails. I look at the other promoters, they're biting their nails. Everybody's stressed out. But for me, the closer it is, I bigger the smile on my face because I know the fans are happy. So it's the same thing. But how do you get there? Ah, well, you break it up. You break it up. It can never, will never fix itself. There will never, unfortunately, be peace in the Middle East, okay? And the Hatfields and the McCoys will never like each other. The <laughs> Democrats and the Republicans will never like each other. And boxing will never fix this as long as you leave the promoters to their own devices. You have to break up the way it's done. Boxing is a broken construct. Somewhere along the line, and I don't really know all the history, George. I'll leave that to you and Teddy. But And you guys can educate me. But somewhere along the line, somebody said, hey, this is the way we should do this. And they didn't know when they created it that years later, it would lead to a toxic, broken product where this problem is in place. And how do you undo it? Do you think the four major promoters and networks are going to get together and go, you know, guys, we should stop doing this? You think it's bad for the sport? It's bad for the fans? Wouldn't it be wise if we got together and created some rules and some policies that didn't allow this to happen? They'll never do it. So you got to break it up, blow it up. And and that's a bigger conversation for another day. So, Teddy, um, the last words were, were essentially that Gary was saying, blow boxing up. You have to start from the bottom and, and, and change it. What are your thoughts on what Gary Jonas had to say? He's preaching to the prior brother. I've been saying this for 30 years on television, ESPN, everything. Uh, matter of fact, on my podcast, I started a petition for a national commission. So, um, and we got, I don't know, 20,000 signatures right away or something like that. And we're bringing it to Congress. Um, we, we have uh, made those inroads where once we get done with the petition process, we're going to Congress and we're trying to get a national commission, a national czar. Um, I had tried to do this years ago with the late, great Senator John McCain, um, and we hit a few roadblocks. Um, but we want to see if we can get He's right. Uh, listen, the only thing he left out, he talked about MLB, he talked about NBA, he talked about NFL, why you know, they're healthy and the business, the brand has grown. He left out UFC. Uh, there's a dictatorship over there. Not a guy that lobs heads off. That would be bad. You know, you you can't you can't have that. You gotta you gotta draw a line somewhere. Uh, but you got one guy running the business in Dana White, and he he cares about one thing: the brand. 
And with the brand, what does that mean? You got to care about the fans. You care about the sport. And he just wants to put out the best product week in and week in and week out. It's not a complicated formula. Competitive fights, fights that the fans want. So he's in charge. His way or the highway. That's why the brand is worth $4 billion now uh, and why it just merged with WWE uh, and is worth, who knows, 20 some billion dollars now. So, yeah, that is the way. But because right now, to, to his point, you have four power brokers and they don't care about the brand. They care about their little piece of property and making money with their piece of property. They don't care about... The, the, the overall state of boxing, the overall, you know, uh, uh, health of boxing and the fans, they just care about their little piece and they're going to make money and the hell with everyone else. And it's been that way for a million years. And until you get some kind of national body that has unilateral rules and conformity and enforcement of those rules to run the ship. Well, this ship's just going to be out there and, you know, one day it's going to be out in the uh, Bahamas. The next day it's going to be uh, near where Chris used to live in Long Island, you know, and, and because the fishing's good there that month, because, you know, the money's good there that month. It's not going to be caring about the entirety of the sport. Uh, and we need a national commission. Agreed. Um, Chris, I wanted to go back to a point you made about Floyd Mayweather, and I'm not defending Floyd because I think what you said was correct. But Floyd did fight the best, did he not? I mean, that we're talking about the best fighting the, fighting the best. That's something that I think fighters today forget, that he did fight nearly everyone there was to fight. Well, not at their absolute primes. No, he, he was able to, he was in the driver's seat being, being the, the money train of the sport, being the face of boxing, being, being, being that guy, like you have to know now, you can pick and choose when, uh, when and who you fight and what point of their career you fight them. Uh, I think early on when he was, when he was, when he was pretty boy, Floyd, pretty boy. Fought, yeah. When he fought Diego Corrales, man, there wasn't a more dangerous fight out there in the world. 200 feet of guys, young fighting each other. Um, I love that fight. That, that to me is what, what my, my iconic moment for Floyd Mayweather's career when he really broke out, you know, for me, um, because he took the risk. That was, that was the fights that we want. Uh, I think people forget how, how bad of a dude Diego Corrales was. Chico was, was no joke. And um, I mean, he was big, he was tall, he was a puncher, he was a knockout guy. You know, Floyd was supposed to get KO'd and Floyd went out there and put on a massive performance, virtuoso and, and puts him away. You know, like it was, it was everything. It was everything that you, that you would want uh, that we want today. So yeah, I think I think that Floyd, sure, Floyd did it in his career. I don't think he did it later on when he became, you know, when he was the money, money Mayweather. Um, you know, he did handpick who he who we fought when he fought them. But uh, but yes, he did he did fight. I mean, so many world champions and 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 beat the best guys in the world. All right. Well, we're going to continue this talk. We're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about another potential Four Kings era that could be right in front of us when we come back. What's up, y'all? Y'all know who it is. Showtime, Sean Porter, two-time retired world champion. I just joined ProBox TV All-Star Cast. Check everything out. Follow, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell their mama. You know their mama gonna tell everybody else. Click the link below where you want to be, ProBox TV. 
Teddy, we know boxing has just a, a, a brilliant history. We all remember the Four Kings era. But right in front of us, we have the potential for another Four Kings era with Gervonta Davis, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, and Teofimo Lopez. They're all within five pounds of each other. Will boxing prevent us from having another Four Kings era with these four fighters? These four, the way you picked them, you uh, you picked the right ones, brother. Uh, you uh, you're like the you're like the old grandma that goes in the grocery store and feels those tomatoes. You know you you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you you're picking the right ones. They can be made. The only one that can't be made or would be hard to be made here would be Davis because he's with PBC. But Stevenson Lopez, you know, they're with top rank. That could be made. They're on the right side of the street, right? Haney is a free agent now. You know, he, he started with Hearn. Then he was released. He went over to top rank. Uh, he had a three-fight deal there to get the Cambosas fight. Then, then, his, uh, then his last fight, he fights Loma. Uh, I I think his street fight deal is over. He's a free agent. So, yeah, uh, you know, put up and shut up. Guys, you want to be the best? You, you want to make us think about the way we think about the 80s with all those great fighters out there and those great fights? You want to find out how great you really can be? You want you want to You want to open up another room in your house that hasn't been opened up yet? Another door? A door to greatness. You know what? This is your opportunity. This is your key. We're handing it to you. Go and make. You're the boss. Tell your promoter. Say, I want this fight. At the end of the day, Chris, you're the boss. You're you're the one who goes in there and takes the risk. I want to make this fight. Those fights can be made. And open that door to greatness. Find out how great you really can be. Because the great ones need that challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Teddy. I think I think more more and more we're seeing fighters who are taking their own careers in their hands. The Terrence Crawford Errol Spence fight was made because the two fighters themselves decided they wanted to fight. The Stephen Fulton anyway fight was made because Fulton said, "Listen, I'm going to stay here and make this fight." And I think that's important, and that's important understanding for these fighters, these young fighters, to realize that listen, the power's in your hands, man. I knew this when I was fighting. I wasn't one of these guys, but I always knew I was in control. I sell the tickets. I fight the fight. I can fight. Whoever you put in front of me, I want to fight him anyway. And that was always my mentality. I have a very different mentality. These guys, listen, I probably could have milked my O for a lot longer and made some more money. That just wasn't the way I was brought up. It wasn't the way I thought. I wasn't smart enough, honestly. I wasn't smart enough in the game of boxing. I didn't know the business. I was a fighter. I was a fighter first. And and I think a lot more of these guys need to take that and and bring it in and bring it into the negotiating table. Like, listen, I'm a fighter. I want to fight. I want this fight. I want to take that risk. And I want, I want to get to that level. Like you said, I want to put that extra, that extra room in my house. I put that extra wing on my house. How about that? You can do that with these kinds of wins. You take those big fights, you take those big risks. Big risk comes with big with a lot of O's, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you firsthand. Big risks come with a lot of O's. So these young guys need to learn that. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more on ProBox TV. Hi everybody out there, I'm Teddy Atlas here with Pro Box. Everybody wants to follow somebody, wants to know who's the man, who's the guy, and there's a lot of good fighters out there. Go out there and just download Pro Box app. If I could do it, I'm a caveman. Me and technology, we're not friends. But if I could do it, you could do it. And I guarantee you one thing, you're going to like it. 
Back here on Outside the Ropes with Teddy Atlas and Chris Algerian. By the way, Teddy, you calling me a grandmother, the way you phrase it, that is a compliment. And I take that as a compliment, and I'm feeling good today. Uh, Teddy, Gary Mentes Jonas. Um, had a Say that again, Teddy. Mentes, Mentes a compliment. And it was taken as a compliment. And uh, Teddy, Gary Jonas had a direct challenge to you. Let's hear what Gary had to say. So, George, how do you fix it? And blow it up and teddy the next time i see you you and i have to sit down because if there's anybody who has ideas on how to blow it up it's you and you and i need to get together and talk about it if you got some ideas right now feel free to tell george all right teddy let's let's get the dynamite brother come on <laughs> let's go in the shed and in the back and get some sticks of that dynamite and let's blow the damn thing up. Let's start with these corrupt, uh, you know, obviously uh, a lot of them has already been proven, you know, in courts of law that they've been caught doing things that weren't quite on the upper up with these rating organizations. Uh, that, let's get rid of these rating organizations that we know favor uh certain promoters, certain fighters that do things that make us all scratch our head, more than scratch our head, bang our head into the wall and say, what the hell is going on? Let's get rid of them. Let's bring in an outside agency to do the rating because they have too much power. That That's a good way to start blowing it up. Right there, blow them up. Get them out of the water. And then get the National Commission where we have one, one rule. One person leading the way, one organization leading the way, the right way, the right way for the sport, the entirety of the sport. And that includes you people out there, the fans. That's right. And ProBox TV is for the fans. So make sure you sub subscribe, become a part of these conversations. Let us know what you think. ProBox TV is your boxing channel.